So here's the deal with the basement. Jenna Jameson. Exactly. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. And my mug. This is the maiden voyage of my haunted museum mug that you got me on our oh my excursion. God. It's beautiful. It's a lovely mug. It looks nice and insulated. Mm-hmm. It feels um, nice in the hand. Mm-hmm. It's weighted well. It's a good um, heft. The rim, <clears throat> the rim <laughs> is nice. It's a nice rim. When I put my lips on it, the rim feels really nice. I'm getting my he- I'm getting my mullet cut on Friday. Really? I found someone. Oh. She cuts hair outdoors. She's mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. Cool. She's fucking expensive. Well, you I know. Figure, you know what? I have neglected this mop for three years now. Yeah. From a professional, because Floyd's doesn't count as a professional. Well, when they give you the disconnected lion's mane special. Yeah, I told her what happened to our kids' hair and what happened to my hair, and she was like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> she just said, "Yeah, no." Yeah, we don't really need to yammer on right now. We have a yes. lot to talk about. Yeah, before we do that, what's your name? Oh, hi, I'm Emily. I'm Joy, and this is the, the Residuals. Residuals. Here we are. Welcome. To your favorite, maybe only mom. Are we the only? We can't be the only moms. We're the, you know what? We're the only moms in the whole world. That's right. We're the only moms in the whole world. All of you came from us. You did. You did. Uh And you know what? Happy fucking Pride Month. Happy Pride. That's right. Happy Pride. We fucking love you. And you know what? I was talking with some of my amazing friends folks who are within the LGBTQ community the other day. And we were talking about the whole pride washing of this month where suddenly every single fucking corporation slaps a rainbow on everything. Did you see Paramount plus my app is just like, look, it's June. I was like, yeah. Okay. Okay. (sighs) But like one of the things we were talking about was the pride washing and the fact that like June, everyone's like, we slapped a rainbow on it. Happy Pride. And then July, they go right back to donating to the GOP. But one of the things that they said, which really struck me, which I hadn't thought about, because obviously, like, I'm an ally, but I'm not. I, I didn't grow up, you know, the way that a lot of our friends did, you know, feeling like they couldn't express who they were. They couldn't talk about who they were. They didn't have anyone maybe in their immediate personal life that was that they that they could identify with or talk to about things what they said to me was well yeah it's gross it's really gross 
it's also really good for kids out there, especially in the more rural areas. Oh, totally. To go into like a Walmart and see themselves represented. Yeah, no, no, no. I I understand the other sides of it too. Sure, sure. And I, yeah, which is something that I'd never really, I was, you know, I'd always been like, no, I mean, but I, I mean, it is gross, but at the same time, it's, it's just that that blip of the year where listen there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel it can be both things okay <laughs> you know it could be like yeah we see what you're doing for marketing but also other people see this and it makes them feel better in addition yes i know there's lots of people who now become irate at the image of a rainbow, which is hilarious to me and ridiculous. So it's very like, oh, I know some of you are going to these places and some of you are opening your streaming apps and some of you are walking into your Walmarts and you're just pissed. (laughs) You're just pissed at like rainbows infiltrating where you go. Um, So I enjoy that part of it too. (laughs) Oh yeah, me too. And regardless of the month or the year or what have you, Joy and I are here. We love you. We're here for you. And if you ever want to reach out to us, you don't ever have to just email us because you got a spooky story. Nope. You can reach out to us if you just need someone to talk to or just someone to say hi or someone to give you a virtual hug. Yeah. Because I love hugs. And like, I want to say that it was a weird thing in high school for me um, to sort of identify my orientation Mm -hmm. and how I felt because when I was growing up, it was like, you're straight, you're gay or you're bi. And it was like very boxy. Yes. Um, So as I've gotten older, I identify more as some shade of not straight (laughs) and I don't exactly know. And I don't really feel the need to like put a label on it. Right. But I know that like, talking to friends now <laughs> where like I would talk to girlfriends and they'd be like oh yeah I mean like she's pretty but like I don't I only in like a platonic way or whatever and like I would hear other women who are definitely definitely straight talk about things yeah. and my brain would go oh wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> or yeah. like sometimes I'd be like some pretty girl comes in and you get a little nervous about it right. that means you're oh uh, oh so exactly like, <laughs> So there's definitely things over the years where I'm like, exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely not straight. Um, I, and I'm sure that would surprise absolutely no one that knows me. I mean, so. listen, I, I, I follow. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, I feel the exact same way. Like when and I was talking with our friend Susan about this, like when I was little and she was the same way, desperately wanted to be a boy because mm-hmm. I it wasn't it wasn't that. It wasn't that I identified as a male inside that I was born inside the wrong body. It was that in the 80s growing up, especially where I grew up, everything was frills. Right. Everything was dresses. You, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't like any of that shit. I wanted to be able just to wear a shitty pair of jeans or sweatpants and cut all my hair off and just be able to, you know, live. I wanted to be a boy, not because of gender identity issues, but because 
I don't know, like the external identification, I think. But being a girl, you're limited. That stops you from doing all kinds of things. Yeah. Recently in the last year, I discovered this amazing, amazing human being on social media. Their name is Jeffrey Marsh. Their, uh, their Instagram handle is the Jeffrey Marsh. They are just an amazing human being and they break it down. They are just wonderful and they get so much shit and so much hate from people who are just filled with hate and fear and all this other stuff. And the way that they react to it is with love. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just really love following their, check out their account. If you have any questions. I think I've seen them before. Yeah. If you have any questions or you just want to learn more, please check out Jeffrey's Instagram account and they are just a beautiful, wonderful human being. Um, and celebrate them. Yes. And yourself. Celebrate everybody. Celebrate everybody. Other than homophobes and racists <laughs> and people who are members of the Proud Boys. We oh. don't celebrate you. Um, Joy, what are we talking about today? Today, listeners, dear listeners, we are talking about our excursion to Las Vegas <gasps> to see... The Zach Bagans Haunted Museum, or as Emily lovingly refers to it as House of Bagans. It's so funny to me when you say that, and I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe we can just like Photoshop him into some spooky lederhosen that have like all of the combat, like maybe Jinko's lederhosen with oh his little God. shark fin hairdo oh, and man. like in front of like a little chalet, the house oh. of house of Bagans. It's so good. I'll see if I can get some help to Photoshop that. Let's okay. see what we can do. If all anyone right. out there has mad, crazy Photoshop skills, please send us a picture of I'm, Zach Bagans in Jinko Lederhosen. I'm offended because I do Photoshop stuff all the time for it. You're like, you're not like Joy. No, because I thing. listen. Because Joy, I want to surprise you. I want oh. a surprise for you. Okay, I that's want, different. Carry I on. would love to see the creativity of our listeners as well. So surprise us. Send us a present. Send Joy right. a present of send her present. of her favorite person. My favorite. That's right. My favorite person <laughs> in the whole world. Okay. Um, so, so do you, you want to give a little? Yeah. Is it cool if I give a little bit of historical background? By all means. Let's do this. All right. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about the house. Um, uh, the, the house of Pagans. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I picture it more like H-A-U-S, like fashion. So maybe, maybe him in like a nice, like, I don't know, like Siriano or something roughly would be good Ooh. too, but definitely all black. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, there needs to be, like, a thick and chunky watch strap, um, yeah. some kind of utility belt, definite Jinkos. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here we go. Let us dig into this. I've got some of this stuff uh, from Atlas Obscura, which is a lovely. I love this site. It's got some great um, information on it. Okay. So. The, the the place that the museum is located in is actually one of Las Vegas's oldest residences. So it was constructed in 1938 as a mansion for banker Cyril Wengert 
and his family. And the property most recently housed the Nevada Bar Association. And there are several weird urban legends that have been connected to the home, along with rumors of satanic rituals, which we will get into. That's right. But not right now. Mm -mm. It was added onto it's it's 11 thousand square foot property but it started as much smaller than that and it got added onto when it was the bar association it was offices and all of that it's got over 30 rooms throughout the museum yes it has haunted items serial killer owned items and movie props Mm-hmm. and stuff like that and understandably multiple people who work at the museum claim to have witnessed unexplainable things um and many guests have fainted nosebleeds feeling of unease mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh uh discombobulation like you know like vertigo symptoms and things like that i want to give a shout out and i know you do too to our tour guide mia Oh, she was fantastic. We love her. So good. From start to finish, like everything was so well done. And if any of you know who Mia is, please tag her on our Instagram post so that we can give her a shout out and thank her properly because Mm -hmm. she was, she made this visit what it was. For sure. Yep. Yep. One thing, if you do go to this, to this spot, they don't, understandably they don't allow drinks or anything um drinks or food or photography inside the museum it does get very hot yes um halfway through they do have a water station in one of the serial killer rooms um so make sure when you get there you just chug away because i sure as shit did but make sure that you are very hydrated before you go and maybe get one of those snazzy like stay cool scarves that you can Mm -hmm. smoke in ice water and just tie it a jaunty angle around your neck so and uh, the rooms i mean it's it's a house it's mm -hmm. you know they're fairly low ceilings and there's so much stuff that the rooms feel smaller because there's not as much place to stand because you know there's like a few feet of stuff off of the walls yep um so if you are still masking indoors I would, um, I don't know. I, I doubled up. Um, I did my Enro on the outside and my, uh, KN95 on the inside because it was, I think 13 of us plus the tour guide. So 14 people in small rooms for a couple of hours. Yes. So just a heads up, if, um, you will feel more comfortable in a mask, make sure that you have one because we were in the first room and by the second room, I was already like, I feel like a little uneasy. So I stuck another mask in. So I doubled up. Yeah. I know not everybody is still there, but I am. So. Oh, we are. And it, it was made abundantly clear to us by the other visitors at the hotel, at the <laughs> Flamingo everywhere. Hotel. Everywhere Every- else. Yeah. Scratch that. Yeah. Everywhere in Las Vegas that we were fucking idiots for still masking. <laughs> um, and I, I mean that in the, we didn't infer this. We had comments. No, we were like blatantly scoffed at. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> anyway, um, would you be cool if I went through just a few of the objects that are in the museum and then we can touch on our experiences with those? Sure. Okay. Obviously, the big one that we've done an episode about, the Dybbuk box. Dybbuk box has its own room, has its own like protective barrier 
mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like before you go in, there's even a whole like disclaimer. You don't have to go in here. People have felt like real terrible and bad things have happened. So, you know, and like not everything, like we said, not everything in there is paranormal and haunted. Mm-hmm. There's a lot oh, of some stuff is just crime yeah like there's some mob stuff there's um, some um weird death shit um there's just some like creepy old carnival shit too some stuff is just weird and old vintage creepy exactly (laughs) um there is the jack kevorkian death fair Mm -hmm. um there is ed gaines cauldron Uh uh-huh which its owner after Gain had on her front lawn as a flower pot. Yeah, she painted for a flowers long time. on it. And she knew where it came from. No, she painted flowers in, on it. In. Wasn't it a flower pot on her lawn? No, no, no. And she no, and she knew that it was Ed's people cauldron. And so she wanted to honor the victims by painting flowers on it and planting flowers in it. She to painted make it, them on it too. She painted them on it as well. Oh, I thought she just. God bless her. Yep. Wow. And then her grandson found out and was like, what the fuck are you doing, Grammy? Um, okay. They have Peggy the doll, which let's not even get into that one. Oh man. She's got her own room too. And the demon house staircase. Oh yeah. Like there was so much that I think I've like so much forgotten. Yeah, that's why I figured I should touch on it because honestly, until I looked the stuff up, I was like, wait, I don't remember half of this shit. So uh, yeah, I was gonna try and go through like room by room to see if yeah. we could remember what route we took. Yes. Okay. So, so let's start at the very beginning. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. We're right. old. Let's do this. When you go in, you're admitted to a lobby in there that we've got, you know, the pictures of celebrities, including, <laughs> including Vanilla Ice, who one very astute guest in our group was very, very proudly pointed out as I know that guy. He's famous. He's on HGTV. No oh, motherfucker. he said he's kind of a B-list celebrity. Like he's done a, like some home renovation stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody else was like, he's a rapper. You, <laughs> I'm sorry. He was hung by his ankles over a balcony by Suge Knight. Like give, <laughs> give, give him his proper. He's just like a nobody, this kid was saying. And I was like, man. But yeah, and there's pictures of Post Malone. <sighs> oh, oh, you love him so much. Side side note, shout out. He just became a daddy. Yes. He's got a baby girl. It was just born. Aww. You know, I have a soft spot and it just got softer. <laughs> Love him. Congrats. Congrats, Post. Congrats, Post. Congrats. Um, yeah, but they had all of all of that stuff and you could take pictures in there, have your last wee stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was on to the first room. It was full yes. of weird carnival stuff, uh, some plaster casts that looked like death masks. They were death masks. She confirmed they were death masks. Uh, there was like an old sort of Zoltar that they had that looked like Zach. That had his voice. Right. Did Which, it look- no, it was, okay, it was a, it was a Zach-tar. Let's yes. get real. Yes. And whoever the lucky person was who had a dollar on them. <laughs> they got to give their money away. They got to give their money away <laughs> to the Zaktar and get a fortune and have him intro the 
God bless them. Listen, you know what? This is a well-oiled machine. It is a marketing dream who like he got a great team together to do this and Mm -hmm. he nailed everything. Like I just listeners, I want you to understand Emily's always making fun of Zach and the boys. And I'm always like, listen, but like I'm defending them and like not all of their choices. Okay. But like, you want to talk about soft spots? I have a gigantic soft spot in my tiny, cold, icy black heart for the ghost adventures crew past and present. Is there a butt coming? No. Damn it. There is not a butt. (laughs) Uh, I just want everyone to know that Emily's always giving them shit. And this trip to the museum at least let her see, I believe you called him a showman. Um, I did. You were like, this was great. Listen, listen. (laughs) Okay. I will. Listen, I have my issues with him. Yes. I don't like that he bullies people, especially Aaron. I don't like the, I don't think he actually realizes he's doing it. I feel like maybe you just haven't watched any recent ones because he has changed a lot the last That's few great. years. Whatever, man. He still wears Jinkos. Um, so what? Have you? S- I'm literally wearing a Smashing Pumpkin shirt from high school. It has holes. It has okay. holes. I can see you right Hi. here. Oh, look, through your titty holes. Okay, yeah. so listen. I do have my issues with him. Mm-hmm. I have my issues with the raging monopoly that he holds over the travel channel gigantic that is something that i take issue with however that being said being that i come from like a branding marketing background he's a fucking genius with this the way it was put together was really great the way they did the tour the people that they have doing the tour like it was not just a here's a room there's a skull Here's a room. There's Ted Bundy's glasses. Mm-hmm. It was the, and the way that he did it, they have rooms that are designed by really talented, well-known set designers from Hollywood. So it is an immersive experience with each of these tiny rooms. That being said, it did have a bit of a fun house feel like we had at the Del Coronado. Del Coronado having it because it's old and wonky and mostly <laughs> made of wood with no screws. Um, <laughs> this place, it was done in a very subtle, purposeful way that I think allegedly, allegedly. Alleg- I don't want to okay this you is know our what? take okay. on it. This is my t- this is this is Emily's take on it. It felt like some of the floors were a little uh, some of the rooms were a little uh, and it was subtle enough that you wouldn't notice if you weren't maybe hyper aware and looking for it because I don't know. It's weird because Joy, you're normally the super skeptic of the two of us. And I I I roll reversed in this one. Not saying that you're not you weren't skeptical in this one, but I went in and I was like looking for all of the like <laughs> because you have such a a deep-seated hatred exactly that is exactly (laughs) what but i Um, will no i i absolutely feel like there are certain areas it's not the whole house it's not every single room i just feel like like some of the hallways we were like ooh. no there were specific rooms the kevorkian room definitely um and the kevorkian van room um felt like vibrating like 
perhaps there was something in the floor, some kind of like EMF situation. Right. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I can't obviously prove anything. No. But I felt weird. And I know it's a room where other people feel weird. I felt weird. I almost um, fell over, which I was chalking up to being overheated and pregnant. But also you walk in that room. It's a very disorienting room. Even no, I grabbed your arm room. and I was yeah. like, are you okay? Because yeah. you, I think you're what, like sort of leaning away from me in an uncomfortable way. Right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not because I smell. No, I'm just, I do sen- smell, but that wasn't the reason. <laughs> my center of gravity, <laughs> it just suddenly disappeared. Yeah, it, it's it's a little weird in there. It's a tight room to begin with, but like part of me was just like, there's something in the walls or in the floor that makes you feel weird. Right. And like you said, vibrating. I agree. There would it you could feel it. There's something. Yeah. But it didn't bother everybody. No, no, no. Some people were standing there and they were fine. We're just super sensitive ladies. I don't know. I have some like aftermarket titanium parts. Maybe it <gasps> vibrated it. funny. I don't know. Um Maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, Um, but something felt different in certain rooms Yeah, in a way that it felt um, external. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like I got freaked out by a story or I got scared by an object because I don't really. Right. Um, There was one, the basement was supposed to be like super duper freaky. Yeah, which I refuse to go into because- the tour guide oh, well, would even go down there. Well, hang on. Should we t- should we take a step back and we go? We keep trying. I know. Let's take a step back. Okay. First room had a dull closet. Yes. And that is an accurate description. It is an old closet off of like a dining room or a parlor. Yeah. Uh, that's just lined with shelves and stuffed with dolls. And you can get the regular museum ticket. Or you can upgrade to the rip all access ticket, which is, of course, what we did. Um, you get so, a backstage laminate. Yeah. Who doesn't it, fucking want and a free T-shirt. That's right. Get on it. Duh. Um, so you get to go in a few areas that the rest of the regular old tour doesn't get to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one on this stop is the... <laughs> closet and you to go stand in this closet with some strangers and look at some <laughs> creepy dolls and it i went in and i was like oh, no joke this is just the size of a closet this is not even a large closet it's just a closet it's it could be a walk-in closet for one yeah there's not a lot of room in there no. um, so they let three of us in at a time and you get to look around at the creepy dolls until you're sufficiently creeped out and you want to leave. No one has to be like, come on out of the closet. It's like, I'm done. I'm good. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're in this room and, and you know, Mia sort of the tour guide gave us this sort of general. This is what we're going to see and this is what we're going to do. And blah, 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 blah. Um, And as you go on through the tour, they explain the original owners and what each room was and if there's anything original to the room in there. Yeah. So then we went through a little hallway and popped in another room. And this one was more like Western cowboy gambling Pinkerton themed sort of situation. That had creepy fucking mechanical dolls playing poker. Emily's fave. (laughs) One of them turned its head very slowly. So, and stared so into subtly. My, it stared into my soul. 
and I up to that point I was like oh this is great this is some side side show shit and that happened I was like oh wait no hang on a minute yeah no I got the heebie-jeebies from that one yeah um but they had like they had a bunch of like uh oh Bonnie and Clyde stuff was in there yes there were um any sort of like gunslinging wild west sort of stuff yeah um so then after that after that next room i think the next room was the room with open coffins wasn't it the odd fellows room right yeah it was the two skeletons laid out in the caskets yes um and then there were some other creepy things and and they were real skeletons apparently real people real sure some people um some people that's enough to freak them out i was like okay cool and well yeah (laughs) (laughs) can i get a closer look can i touch it yeah look at its teeth i don't know can i get in there and cuddle with this no no girl but we were standing there and all of a sudden some noise starts happening from my pocket and my (gasps) phone is just playing some random video not like not a video that was mine on my like real or it wasn't a video I took right it was just I don't even know like I wasn't even touching my phone my phone was off it was supposed to be on silent and I only I left it on because emergencies I have a kid and I don't ever really fully shut my phone off ever yeah (laughs) um but it was just playing a video I still don't know what the video was but it was loud but I could not get it to shut it was so loud it just went on out of nowhere and started playing nobody else's went off it was just mine it was just a weird thing i'm not saying that it's some like crazy paranormal thing but i am there's if there's some um weird electronic stuff that happens like i wasn't touching it that's what i can't figure out i wasn't doing anything and it's just an android it's not like i don't know it was just weird and i i kept trying to find what the video was and I couldn't. It no. didn't have a tab open or anything when I opened the phone again. I couldn't find it. It was just it's some so strange dude talking, and it looked like somebody was giving a lecture. And I don't know what it, was. it did. It looked like someone was on stage giving an address. It yeah, was really. Yeah. Weird. I was like, "Thank you for coming to my TED Talks yeah. on the paranormal." Goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> so, from the Odd Fellows room, there was a tunnel. Yeah, there was a rip all access tunnel to go to the next room. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, I decided not to. There's a lot, and I feel bad because like we got the the rip all access, which is some serious coin. And a lot of it I declined to do. Some of it because I'm pregnant and I there's no way in hell I'm getting around those tight turns in that tunnel and not gonna happen. Or they have another fun house bit that has people jumping out at you and i didn't want to go into labor early no no take note if you actually have a seizure disorder or you have um hypersensitivity or overstimulation flashing lights it's a tough place let them know yeah when you're in that first area because they do they didn't mention it in the beginning and i'm sure it's in the post somewhere it's yeah okay yeah um but you know, anyone who's listened to us for a while knows that I gave myself a head injury, a traumatic brain injury by falling off the sofa last year. And one of the things I can't be around is strobing lights. So luckily, because I'm pregnant, 
Mia, a lovely Mia was like, you might not want to do this. And then I realized it was strobe lights. I'm like, oh, double no, let's not. But thank you for telling me. So I was standing right next to you when Mia was like, hey, pregnant lady, <laughs> um, there's going to be some like lights and some things jumping out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you, did you say there? And I think she said clowns yeah. that it was just this, listen, it's a fucking room filled with like fog machine fog yeah. and strobe lights and clowns that jump. I was like, I'm not, this is not what I paid for. I, no, I want to look at like some dead things and some creepy things. I, I just told her, I was like, I will punch someone. I don't I like, please. No, I will skip this as my pregnant friend chaperone. Like, <laughs> I also did not want us to spend our limited time in Vegas trying to find a bail bondsman to get you out. No, I like for for assault. I only hit someone one time in a haunted house, but like, well, then that's fine. I just don't ever want to do it again. So I try really hard not to put myself in that situation, which is very smart. I respect that. I appreciate that. If there's ever anyone in a haunted house, if there's like a haunted chainsaw wielding situation i can't i the chainsaw thing there's a lot of stuff that doesn't scare me or that i feel like i have a chance against but like chainsaws and bears i'm fucking out oh bears no man we have we so (laughs) joy and i are part of a mom cult that we go on a retreat every year and the first year she and i went together was 2018 and joy made herself a t-shirt on like one of those t-shirt making sites that said joy is afraid of bears and it, it just had a picture of like the the name of our retreat uh the year and joy is afraid of bears let's go back to the tunnel so they said here you can walk through this or you can crawl on all fours through this tunnel to the next room and i thought like oh there must be stuff to look at in the tunnel no it's just a black tunnel where you're like nose to butthole with someone you don't know. <laughs> so I was like, I don't need this <laughs> dark human centipede, like tunnel of love. <laughs> I'm good. Let's just walk. Um, I'm, I'm proud of you for decline. Yeah. Cause then suddenly you just appeared at my shoulder and I'm like, why aren't you birthing out of the hole? <laughs> the thing I really loved, I gotta say mad props to these women, because first of all, they were there with the idiot who who didn't know Vanilla Ice had a life before he was alive. Who didn't know who Vanilla Ice was. And then proudly was talking about, he saw a picture of Joe Rogan. He's like, oh, I listen to Joe Rogan. He's the best. And there were these two lovely, quieter women who were dressed to the nines with him. Mm-hmm. It looked to me like it was a Tinder date that she knew might be dodgy. So she brought a friend because she's a smart girl Mm -hmm. and they were both in their skimpy, very short, sparkly dresses Mm -hmm. and heels crawling. And right before I was about to go in the tunnel, they were like, would you mind going before us? Because we have dresses on, so we don't want to. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. (laughs) And then I was very quickly like, oh wait, there's nothing in the, Never mind, you go. So you either go through a tunnel or you walk down the hall to the next room into a small room and it's full of marionettes. Ugh. It's full of just puppets on strings. I mean, they're not even haunted marionettes, but there was one uh, weird one. What was there the was one, one creepy? Though? 
Well, I'll tell you what was creepy. The creepiest thing attraction in that room is a picture of Nicolas Cage. Oh, God. Flanked by marionettes. It's true. It was terrifying. He just ups the creepy factor. (laughs) It's like, oh, this room is uncomfortable. Hold on. We want it to be more uncomfortable. Someone get a picture of Nicolas Cage. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Great. Did I ever tell you that when I was working on one of my first ever shows uh, was a lovely home renovation show where we would go out to rural, like wherever communities and like help people with the houses. We were out in the middle of bumfuck Iowa and we stayed at this family run hotel motel situation. Um, And they had like a famous guest wall and their most famous guest was uh, Weston Cage who was is is Nicolas Cage's son and he was in his full goth phase at the time and it had a picture of them with him and we were like that's it we've we've hit we've hit the big time man we've hit the big fucking time we are staying where Nicolas Cage's kid once stayed we've made it okay so full goth mode yeah it was amazing Um, (laughs) so we're in the creepy marionette room and then we walked across the hall and I was that Kevorkian? Right? No. Was it next? was the it was the uh, uh oh. the mob room. Which listen, they didn't tell us what the room was. We walk in, it's set up, it's like a lovely cozy library. Joy immediately says, I really like it in this room. I feel really at home. Oh. Okay, so this is all Al Capone stuff. I'm sorry. And it's like of course. Of course you feel at home in here, Joy. I was. I was just like, move my fat ass in here. This room's yeah. great. I want to live in here. This is amazing. And yeah, this is so El Capone's nice. stuff. He and died like, in front of this dresser. Yeah, they're like, this was his bedroom. This was the rug that he died on. Yeah. Um, this, you know, Zach wasn't actually going to let anyone walk on this rug originally, but then he wanted everybody to have like the full experience of standing where Capone used to stand and all the stuff from his bedroom. And there were some skull fragments on a shelf. There were next to some books. Also, the the part of the rug we were standing on, there was major discoloration on it. And it yeah. turns out it's where he would ash his cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just Which a very just, nice room. It was a nice rug. Don't do that. Don't ash on your But I guess, you know, he Listen. didn't, he doesn't, he's Al Capone. He don't give a fuck. No, you do what you want. Let the cigar ashes fall where they may. Exactly. <laughs> That's all. Hey, and then I think the next room we went into was the serial killer room, which is where the water refreshment fountain was. Did we skip the bunny ranch one? That's later. Because mm-hmm. I remember thinking, well, that's an odd flex to go from boiling people to bunny ranch. Here's the thing. This is what I want everybody to understand about the museum. It's not, I know that we were talking about what's there, but it's not supposed to be like a collection of like haunted things only. It's not full of Ouija boards and like dowsing rods or like the things that you would normally sort of associate with paranormal. This is stuff that like just is charged with energy. Yes. Things that come from places where lots of people died. Things that come from the owners who were cult leaders, serial killers, mass murderers. Um, Anything that just has that kind of 
I mean, like creepy on the surface, but the idea that someone sat, like one of the things that's there is like Charles Manson's jail cell. Right. And not also, a replica. Yeah, no, his actual jail. The things from his. So this is where this person spent this time. Right. And that is the room, I think, that came after Al Capone. And the other thing is, is that they duck, they had an, a little thing about Manson and they had some Manson artifacts. Yeah. Letters uh, and paintings yeah. he'd done in his own bodily fluids, um, including one that he pissed all over because he didn't like it. As you do. That's um, great. I, I was do like, that. This is so like, yeah, that's like, I don't like, I'm an gonna, artist. I'm going to piss on it. Um, <laughs> this is very relatable. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there you go. Not Joy that does I've it all ever, the time. I've never peed on a tattoo when I've finished it um, yet, but I like all my tattoos. So, so do I. <laughs> um, but there was a legal fight after he died for his cremains uh, mm. from his biological son and one of his number one fans who was his longtime pen pal. Um, and somehow yes. someone got their hands on the, I don't know who it was, but there is a painting of that someone did a portrait of Manson and they used his cremains uh, as pigment to paint his eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's gross. Um, some of us on on this Zoom call have also done um, paintings in their own blood, so they're not super impressed by it. I will say though, you've also done <laughs> in insanely gorgeous in memoriam tattoos on people using cremains. I have pet and human, right? Cremains. Yeah, um, Which, I have. Yeah, I have my. Um, one of my pets cremains tattooed into me yeah um, but I have tattooed people's parents in memorial tattoos and all kinds of stuff too so um, I mean maybe part of the reason that I am skeptical of certain things is because I don't have that like immediate ick factor that other people do you know there are some yeah. people who are just not it's not there are some people that just once in a while go to a funeral and that's their only experience with dead things Right. So the rest of it is very taboo, whether it's societal or religious. It's it's just there's not really I don't have that line. It there's dead things in my house. Like I have researched dead things for school. Like I just I don't know. It doesn't freak me out. So maybe part of my skepticism is probably from that. Like I don't get immediately yeah. like wigged out because there's oh no a skeleton. It's like whatever. There's one in my body right now. Like I'm using it. Yeah, it's not weird. That. I didn't even think like, about that. Like it's. <laughs> I think for me it was more who it was. Like it. Like that stuff doesn't necessarily freak me out. It's because for m- with me and the way that my brain works with this kind of stuff, it's oh that's maybe part of him continuing on in the afterlife and living mm-hmm. on his DNA is still living on, and he's a person whose DNA, his own personal. Like I'm not saying like I'm sure like. He's got a kid. He's got fam- They're not all cult leader, you know, crazy pants people. He in particular, I don't know. It's just something about using the cremains as the eyes that mm-hmm. for, I'm like, oh, he is looking at me. Well, um, and that's, the, we go back that's to the intention. Point. Yes, the exactly. Exactly. What was, what was the reason for it? What, if you can infuse some sort of energy into something just by your intention, what is that doing? And, and right. that's, I feel like that's, it always comes back to that with us. 
kind of like the guy that built the Dybbuk box. Oh, oh, Kevin. Which Nannis. we'll get to. Oh, Kevin Manis. Um, so yeah, there's a whole, there's that whole room of like prison serial killer, serial killer adjacent because they also had Bundy stuff in there um, with the Manson stuff. Yeah. Oh, they had lots of different. I mean, they they had of, lots of different yeah. serial killers in there. Sorry, you were looking at me funny. I didn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was no. misremembering. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's serial killer or Jason because they're all serial killers that they had in there. It was Manson is not a serial killer. Oh, no, you're right. He's not. He was just a that's, cult leader who inspired people. That's, you're right. Yes, yes. You're right. One Shit. of the first like true crime books I ever read was Helter Skelter. And I think I was in like eighth grade. That doesn't surprise me. So, and one of the reasons why I love you. Um, mm. Yeah, no. But then after that, we went into the Kevorkian room, which. To the me, first Kevorkian room. Yes, they have mm-hmm. two Kevorkian rooms, which to me, it had the like the the serial killer room for me is like, oh, these are some fucked up people who did fucked up things who left a lot of victims behind. Like they have the victims of the people that whose lives they took, but then they have the families left behind, right? And it was a malintent. Exactly. It was a malintent room. Whereas the Kevorkian room for me having close friends family members close friends who are like their family do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. the the parents of, of friends who have had or have debilitating illnesses you know i unfortunately know of way too many people who have been afflicted with als which is like a fucking cruel cruel illness um Kevorkian gave people a place to die. I don't want to say with dignity because it was the back of his camper van. A way, a way a, to. Not a way so much to. a place, but a way to be dignified about dying. Exactly. Um, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want someone to have to take care. I don't want people to have to take care of my every need. Exactly. That's not the kind of person that I am. And I don't, think that that's how I would want to exist no same and just you know I don't know anyway um, and that's part of the reason how we were saying it felt weird in there it's not a bad place he wasn't an evil person he wasn't like killing people it wasn't that angel of death like nurse sort of situation this was something people wanted I don't view what Kevorkian did as a bad thing no And I don't think I've ever felt that way. Even when I was young and first learning about him, I think I was shocked right? because it was something different. But when I understood what was going on, I never felt like, oh, that guy's a bad guy. Right. So to feel yucky in that room doesn't jibe with my view of the situation. Right. So that I think makes me be more like there's something magnetic in the walls or there's something humming under my feet because I shouldn't feel this way here. Because I feel like this man was doing something that was okay. Exactly. And I found it interesting that that's one of the rooms that is known for people to just collapse in. So there has to be something up. I don't think it's, you know, there's something up with that room in particular that because I, I was doing okay. Because I had also then just like huffed a bunch of water and was feeling all right. But they close the door behind us. They turn off the lights and I... You watch a movie. You watch a movie. Yeah. While you watch a... 
first of all, you watch a movie about showing footage of someone collapsing in the room um, yes. and blacking out, as you do. <laughs> yes. Maybe exactly. they're putting a little bit of like carbon monoxide. In. Who? Ca- I'm not saying that. It, that's. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We had masks. Liability. We had. Yep. We did. We had masks. On. <laughs> um, there was something about that room that suddenly I'm like yeah. having to lean against the wall and try and find my center of gravity. Like I was yeah. going to go down. And no, it I, was. I felt yeah. off balance too. I did, and not in a. You know, we've talked at length about how we feel weird in certain rooms, how things affect us and it doesn't feel like it right. should, like it feels external in a paranormal way. Right. Coronado, perfect example. Oh God. Standing in the Kevorkian room, I was like, I know I felt weird at the, the Coronado, but this is different. This was not some spirit or some, I don't know, it, it, it felt uh electronically intentional yeah i don't even know what that means uh but i'm saying it i just have no reason to be freaked out in that room yeah like his van i'd go lay down in his van that shit does not freak me out and i don't mean that in a look at how hard i am way because i get freaked out plenty of the time like seriously (laughs) let me take a nap in your van i mean without a bed in the back yeah it did have Um, a bed I don't know, man. I think I'd take some of the drugs. We also found out that Nevada, um, it's legal. Yes. For doctor-assisted suicide. Yeah. Good to know. And I didn't know that. That's very interesting. He was well-intentioned to the point that the reason that, so what he, his process was for the patients to be able to make the decision and push the button. He gave them the materials he gave them the means. If they changed their minds, he wasn't going to be like, tough tits, push the button. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it was their decision. They did it. It was their thing. Problem is, is that the the reason that he was arrested and all of that shit happened is because he had a patient that was so unwell that mm. had lost all mobility in their hands and didn't have the strength to ALS? press the, they had ALS. Right. They didn't have the strength and the mobility to press the button. They asked him to push the button for them. And what he did is he had them, he, he recorded them because they couldn't write it. He yeah. recorded them giving him permission to press the button and that uh, so that he could prove that like he, they asked him to, and that he yeah. wasn't like just killing them for shits and giggles. And unfortunately that is what, ended up that's how they were able to catch him yeah that's how they were able to catch him yeah sad if you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us you think oh they should send my stuff in email us at the residuals podcast at gmail.com we also have instagram the underscore residuals underscore podcast and I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod. Just that pod? Just that. Drop the cast for Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. All right. All right. So after that was the basement. Yeah, the basement. So here's some whole 
video that they played beforehand to get you even more freaked out about the basement. So here's the deal with the basement. Jenna Jameson. Exactly. So here's the thing. (laughs) Zach bought the house and opened it to the public as a haunted museum in 2017. Jenna Jameson reached out to him via text message to say, listen, I grew up in that house and my parents had satanic rituals in the basement and my brother witnessed one of these and saw a little boy sacrificed. The basement is fucked. It's demonic. And then her brother texted Zach confirming this. Mm -hmm. And so Zach tried to reach out to them to get it on the record and she stopped responding to his stuff. Mm-hmm. So they had kept the basement closed for a really long time because they didn't feel it was safe. Mm-hmm. And now they've opened it. But they the also stu- had a copy of the birth certificate. Yes, exactly. To show that the brother, when the brother was born, the address on the birth certificate was the address of the museum. So there is proof. Um, I mean, uh, unless they faked it. I mean, no, I mean Photoshop <laughs> can, is amazing. Sure. I, I'm not an idiot. I know that you you can fake first. I, I know you're not an idiot. Yeah. I just want to say, yeah. yes, this is what was presented as evidence on exactly. top of the TV where Zach's video plays explaining all of this. And showing screen grabs of the text messages. Yes. Um, so a uh, lovely and delightful tour guide, Mia, refused to go down there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was for the RIP VIP holders, which was us. And I refused to go down there because... Um, Legit, do not want a rosemary baby. It oh, has dude. a size situation, man. My happy ass flounced down those stairs like I was running through a field of wildflowers. I was like, get yes. me in that basement. But when you first go down, yeah, there's Bella Lugosi's mirror. First. Yes. It's like it's like going to the Southern Oracle. You have to get past this yeah. before you can even get to the demonic basement. Right. <laughs> we had a solo member of our group who was really fucking into everything oh, with this. They were so and number they one. They were so in excited. For everything. It yeah. Was so good. So anytime it was time to go and do an RIP VIP, they First were like, fuck yeah. I'm here. Let's go. It was awesome. Wait. So what's the deal with the Bella Lugosi mirror? Um, he, apparently he was into the occult and I think they did scrying in that mirror. Is it kind of like that? That cl- that closet on portals to hell that was oh a sinkhole to hell. So good. <laughs> the milking barn. I never thought something called the milking barn would be so scary, but Jesus Christ, Katrina and Jack. I know. Can I just say, listen, I love the fact that Jack is like, I'm a paranormal investigator. I love doing these things, but I identify with him because to me, you're my Katrina. Because you're just like, yeah, I mean, whatever, man, I'll go in. I love this feel. It's it's great. I'm going to go in by myself. Jack is like, yeah, I'll go in by myself to that closet. And you can see when Katrina's like, cool, okay, bye. That He's like, no, I wanted you to say no. I wanted <laughs> you, you to tell me this was a terrible idea, I Katrina. Know. But I, I really appreciate that he's like, I don't want to go in there. And then he's in there and some big noise happens. He's like, I'm out. Bye. I'm done. Yeah. See ya. And, and, I'm out. and he leaves a burning <laughs> candle. <laughs> in this tiny enclosed space that was the first thing i thought of too. i was like why y'all trying to burn down this house? i know listen this place is is like it's like on another level like whatever don't burn it down too but yeah you imagine if all of a sudden 
it's just the empty closet and you see and the camera. You stop it. Oh my God. (laughs) No, like that episode was, but and yeah. This this, this is the thing. Has been really good. This portal season's really good, man. You guys have to understand that Joy and I tend to watch shows in a very modern Harry Met Sally way. Whereas instead of sitting on the phone with each other watching things, we WhatsApp each other throughout the whole thing. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah, yeah. we binged Holza files, and we had to let each other know yes. when it was commercial break or. Like when we were stepping away so that we could like start it at the same time. Yeah. Even this one for the the last, the latest, the milking barn episode, you texted me and you're like, oh my God, Katrina's so freaked out and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah. When you're in the milking barn, she's like, they're just getting to the milking barn now. And I was like, oh girl, hold on. Go down. If you haven't gotten to that part yet, I don't even know what you texted me about. <laughs> Strap on the diaper. You are oh, in for so, a so ride. Good. But that's what I mean. This, this, like that feeling, like the the way that Katrina was describing being like uncomfortable and having to leave the space, and how we were in the Coronado and we were exactly. And all I wanted to do was get out. That Kevorkian room didn't feel the same. No, that it was didn't. not the same. I felt uncomfortable, but it was like a a. I don't know. It was a different, it was a physiological bad. It wasn't like an oppressive, not spiritual. I don't know what word I'm looking for. And you know what? Here's the thing that Katrina said about that, that milking bun thing that kind of, for me, verified our experience because our experience at the Coronado, because like we didn't see anything and our door didn't open and blah, blah, blah. It was like, oh, this is overwhelming. When she said in the milking room, she felt underwater. Yes. That I immediately was like, that's what we felt in that room at the Coronado. For sure. We felt underwater. We, it was that pressure. It was Mm -hmm. that. And so for me, that was someone who we respect within this field, who isn't someone who is overly dramatic but like, and not just like somebody that we respect and like have watched a lot. Like we had Katrina on, we've talked to her. Oh, we have like a relationship before. with her. Yeah. Like of. she's our friend. No big deal. Hi. <laughs> I'm not like texting Katrina. Like, Hey, how do you like these shoes? But I feel like I could. And she's yeah. like a normal person and not full of shit. And like, I don't know. Like when I see her do stuff, I'm like, I have a sense of what kind of person you are because we have actually spoken. You know who I am. We've talked on zoom, like whatever. Right. It's not just like, I like Amy and Adam just fine, but I've never spoken to them. Yeah. So it's a different thing seeing it like, and she doesn't like Katrina does not get like wigged out a lot. Yeah, no. And I agree with you. She's very pragmatic about how she approaches things. She doesn't go into like when she gets scared, you know, Cause she yeah. doesn't have her feathers do not get ruffled. You know, we watch other, there are other shows out there that their reactions are a little overblown for entertainment purposes or because yeah. they just are not as seasoned as, but I think it's also just the way that she approaches things in a very cerebral manner, but also mm-hmm. a very calm, like, you know, she was telling us that she worked on the on the suicide hotline 
for a, a really long yeah. time helping people. So she is used to being in very high stress, mm-hmm. very a high different stress. way of dealing exactly. with stress and trauma for sure. There no. isn't that like, I know now if I'm in a situation where I get startled or freaked out, I generally do not yell and go anywhere. Right. I basically just like freeze. I generally don't like shriek and like run anywhere when I think I hear something in the middle of the night or I like freak out about something. I internally like freak out and I'll feel the endorphins going. Yeah. But I won't make a move. It's like my body just stops to shut down to see like, where is it coming from? What is it? Don't miss the next thing. Right. And there isn't that like distraction of, oh shit, dude, what was that? Holy fuck. And like you run away and make a bunch of noise. So you can't hear the next thing that happens. Right. And I feel like she's in that sort of like, I'm not going to make a big thing. I'm going to control like my physical self and just stay here because I'm trying to investigate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was my long way of saying that. No. On an episode that we're not supposed to be talking about what we're talking about. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Side waffle. Who cares? Who Side cares? waffle. You like that? Side waffle? Side waffle. It's huh. like just. I always consider a waffle the main, but it See, could be a side. No, like, for me, like a, <laughs> to me, a waffle is like when I just kind of get on a tangent about something and I waffle on. Mm, I feel like a side. Oh my God. Which, by the way, here's a side waffle. Ego has a fucking fluffy um waffle now that is cinnamon sugar on it so you toast it and that shit comes out fluffy and crunchy and it's fucking delicious back to the bella lugosi sorry let's get back on track so listen emily decided to stay upstairs but myself and a few of the other brave souls on our little excursion decided to go downstairs walk by bella lugosi's mirror and into the basement portion of the building that is said to have had satanic rituals conducted by jenna jameson yeah yeah not by jenna jameson (laughs) i know she didn't she didn't conduct them no, Shit, sorry. <laughs> it's, I was just picturing Jenna Jameson like summoning the devil. Um, you never know. So I go by the mirror. I take a look in the mirror. It looks like a mirror. I didn't see anything weird. But I really wanted to get in that basement because they had a spirit box set up. Yes. That was just on all the time so that the quote house could talk. So it's a small room. It's just this tiny room. It has the pentagram on the floor. It's got some candles. The young lad that we've spoken about who likes Joe Rogan and didn't know Vanilla Ice um, was also downstairs. And I got... I was annoyed because he was standing next to the spirit box and he was talking into it. That's not how it works, you dumb shit. I know. <laughs> but it looked like he was trying to like intercom with the afterlife. What a dumbass. <laughs> like, so he's yelling things into the spirit box and like I felt 
really comfortable in the basement. I was like, I kind of like it down here. And it's not, it's not like a guys, it's not a finished basement. Okay. It's just like some like stone walls and not much else. It is not a comfy, cozy place that people hang out. So the spirit box is going, some people are trying to talk. I don't hear anything. And I decide I'm just going to lean up against the wall and not move and wait for everyone else to leave so I can stay in the basement by myself and see how I feel. And then our like number one fan tour friend was down there. I like waited for everybody else to leave and it was just them and I, and they didn't realize I was still there. I don't know how somehow I like managed to camouflage myself and like rolled for shadows and like, <laughs> but all of a sudden you became they, one like, with the basement. The I totally did. I was just like holding perfectly still. So I'm like standing there and I'm just waiting patiently for everyone to leave because I just want to stay in the basement by myself. And they realized that I was there and totally jumped and like yelled like, oh my God, I didn't know you were still <laughs> I completely scared them. Yo, that also. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, am I like ruining it? Did you want to be down here by yourself? And they're like, no, no, no. And I was like, I just, I'm not kicking you out. I just want to see how it feels when I'm by myself. So they left and I stood there and like listened to the from the spirit box and looked at everything and I was like I don't know kind of even before that I kind of like just zoned out a little bit and was like this is kind of like it down here in a way that might not be healthy um yeah so I hung out in the basement that was supposed to be like the spookiest place in the house and the place that nobody wanted to be and the place the tour guide didn't want to go and I had to kind of force myself to leave I was like oh they're probably waiting for me upstairs I should probably get out of here so I went up and and I was like, that was unexpectedly comfortable. And Mia was like, okay, I'll keep an eye on you the rest of the tour. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um so I, I didn't feel I didn't feel anything bad in the basement, but maybe the basement just liked me. Maybe. Um, maybe the basement's gonna activate me sometime and I'll just I don't know, winter soldier it up. Oh my god. Ooh. Uh okay. no, the basement felt fine. I was not freaked out. Which then I was just like, well, why did I feel weird in the Kevorkian room where everybody is supposed to feel weird, right? Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to feel weird in the basement, but I was like, yo, get me a cot. I'll take a nap. Right. Um so who knows? I I don't know. I, I you know, maybe there's something running through there. Maybe they have stuff hooked up to make you feel uncomfortable and it just doesn't affect people the same way. Maybe they don't have anything hooked up and it's all suggestion and placement of furniture and stuff in the room, acoustics. Yeah. I don't know. The room that was supposed to make me feel bad made me feel bad. And then the basement that was supposed to make me feel bad didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted something to come through on it. I know I was trying to send my name I was trying to do like telepathic messages up there and I'm like just say joy and say her out say my name name. oh my god so I think the next room I think the next room we went to was the bunny ranch one no it wasn't the bunny ranch room game ed game it was the ed game that room was cauldron room that was cool. That is the room that they really actually, cool. now they were up front and told us that that room was actually designed by a top movie set designer. 
So it that room, so cool. that is another room that I felt like, oh, I'm going to topple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I felt like I, and that's why I was one of the first people when they opened the door that I was like, goodbye. Bye. They also have a framed real human skin bit of a oh, chest yeah. with, they a, do. with a nipple. Yeah, they do. Um, and it's real. Um, so there's that. I thought that was really cool. Um, I have seen those before with um, heavily tattooed people who have like back pieces and stuff. And yeah. sometimes people will have their skin uh, preserved and framed like that. But it was interesting to see it just as like, nope, this is just someone's chest. No yeah. tattoos. Here's an example of something uh, that room, he stitched together. Yeah. But that was not from Gaines house. No, no, that no, was, no, no, no. That, this was just an example of like what preserved skinned human flesh would look like. Right. Um, it was from someone who had like donated their body to science or something. Right. It was not, it was not something that Gain had done, but the room was like, when you first walk in, it looks like a regular room with like the low ceiling. And then when you walk towards the back where the cauldron is, the ceiling is like cut out and you can see the attic with the rafters and there's like a mannequin up there and there's like some other things happening. The mannequin is hanging from the rafters. Yes, I know. Um, it's and, just, it was yeah. really well done. I, I want to just express that like, even if you don't believe in any of this stuff, even if it doesn't freak you out, like the museum is done in such a way that it's very interesting oh, to go agree. through. I mean, 100%. I would go do it again, even yeah. though we've already seen it. Like it's, it's well done. Um, I was just Googling the proper name of the next room we're going to be going into. Dennis Huff, Dennis Huff room. So Dennis Huff owned one of the biggest, uh, he owned seven legal brothels in Nevada. Yeah. And the most famous one was the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Um, did you know he he also was a Republican candidate for uh, in 2018 for the Nevada Assembly, which he he was elected to less than a month after his death. So they were like, he died, uh, but uh, that's better than whatever. Um, oh, my God. I know. God bless. Wow. Politics. <sighs> so his death. Let's see. So here's the thing. Um there were a few things. So the room, you're like, why is there a giant bed in here with a mattress that has stains? That Mia explained to us that she had a black light that she could turn on and we would see oh, yeah. it would light up like a fucking Christmas tree. Gross. So it was a bed. It was the same bed that Lamar Odom overdosed and almost died on. And she told us that also his bodily fluids were on that, which is kind of gross. I would think that Dennis would replace the mattress but maybe not two things about this room they had uh the bed that he died in including a robe that he was wearing he died october 16th 2018 after his 72nd birthday like the night of his birthday after having enjoying a very raucous evening with l lots of cardio happening in his boudoir <laughs> with numerous <laughs> nubile uh young ladies um and he died of cardiovascular disease which i'm sure you know was helped along with lots of athletic um activity the evening of his death so that 
that's one of the attractions that and all of the bodily fluids from god knows what the fuck on the bed but there is another thing in there which is a photograph of him and two young ladies and it's them sitting in front of a mirror and a reflection is something peeking out from behind a doorway that is most definitely not human yeah it looks like a face it looks like a face weird face with long hair and like i understand very well that humans are conditioned to find faces and other things i understand that our brains work that way but they specifically explain that they're like seated on a piece of furniture so lower right yeah and the wall behind them is mirrored and there was no one standing there at the time right it's not like they like caught someone walking by and it was like a weird like red eye flash and the camera or whatever no one was there and they're not reacting to anyone standing there either no it's a weird it's a weird face yeah it's strange but didn't weren't wasn't there some story about reported or supposed possession going on too um i don't know i'm looking it up right now i thought that that was like a in addition to you know this was captured and they thought that there was some kind of demonic situation happening i'm googling and i'm not finding anything but if i do find anything i will update oh my god i just (laughs) did you know According to the Daily Mail, which is one of the most reputable uh, public, it's not, um, apparently <laughs> revealed from an insider, he died with a smile on his face. Ugh. He was found naked in bed with a magic wand sex toy on the covers and was last seen alive after he asked for two popsicles and a bottle of water. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Two popsicles and a bottle Yeah, they found oh. him with his mouth open. Uh, with a slight oh, smile on his face and his eyes were half closed. You know, I'm wondering if he just died mid uh, mid jizz. You never know. You never know. As that would be a good way to go. That has happened to people. Um, whatever, man. So, yes. Okay. So, so yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the Bunny Ranch edition is a bit unclear to me. Um, it's, a, it's an odd flex. Um, but Zach is just like, he, now he just collects weird right. at this point. And the other thing that I kept thinking the whole time we're going through there is imagine the shit in his house. Oh, in Zach's if house. This is the stuff that he like puts out for the public. <laughs> imagine what his house looks like. Right. So I will say the Dennis Huff room actually replaced a really disturbing and distasteful um exhibit which was the death photo of chris farley um which that's a pointless thing to have in there and i agree it should have been taken dark yeah it's it's just just not okay um the other exhibit um that was the serial kidnapper torturer one yeah that was that was not good i i mean i can i can live with that and it's not going to hurt me in any you know like i'm okay looking at that but like there are a lot of other people that don't need to go see right. that. I mean, it was graphic and it like had a lot of the original things 
I'm not going to even go into it in no. detail on the podcast because it's unnecessary. Um, but I feel like um, serial kidnapper, torturer is sexual uh, deviant yeah, is, is enough for our purposes. Right. Uh, there, there are certain things that are definitely evil in the sense that people did things that were horrific and never should have been allowed you know like it's right. not like it it's things that shouldn't have happened to people who were just victims and not doing anything yeah. to deserve the shit that they went through yeah anyway um i don't want to spend too much time on it but no. yes there are things in the museum that are just very dark so speaking of things that are very dark let's cut to it let's get to the dibbick bucks and Peggy the doll. Wait, there was another one that they told us. The not mummy. To... The mummified head. Yes, the mummified head. The okay. mummified head. Yeah. So our top three, our top three, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, oh. The mummified head one I didn't even know about. Right. I didn't know about that either. And apparently if you looked at it, oh, you had to be respectful. You had to say hello when you went in the room and you had to say goodbye. Peggy too, though. Peggy too. The head was something that... They made it sound like he was just annoyed that the decapitated mummified head was just annoyed in general. Wouldn't you fucking be? <laughs> I know. Your Where head is on from? display. It was from Sweden or something. I can't remember, but like it was it's a it's a mummified can you imagine having like you've died, you got your head mummified on display in a in a plexiglass case somewhere in nevada with people Weren't they like he really hates that he's on display yeah so when you go look at the display just <laughs> don't make eye contact <laughs> can i just tell you i thought it was really cool because right I like weird mummification shit and it's the same thing with peggy the doll when you go in and the other thing is the way they set it up was like ultimate scary when you walk in it's the back of a display case that you cannot see and it's you have to yeah. walk all the way around the other side and with peggy you have to say hello and goodbye otherwise she will haunt your dreams and kill you um with both of them i didn't even look up from the floor i didn't look at them i'm sorry <laughs> believe that you went in either because you were just like i'm just not gonna look i'm just gonna walk through i'm just gonna walk. i'm like why are you doing it then? i don't know <laughs> just because everyone else is doing it and we paid for it and i'm like listen i'm gonna get kind of this experience but i'm gonna walk in hello peggy hi yes how are you goodbye peggy yeah one of them you were not allowed to stop it wasn't an exhibit to go like look at we were specifically told like no stopping it is walk through you walk in and you look and you keep going. And I think that was the head. It was because the I head. I think you were able to stand there and like talk to Peggy if you felt like it. I feel like Which Peggy. Why? Did Peggy also have a ghost box in there? Yes. There were ghost boxes, spirit boxes, whatever, in at least two places, maybe more. So getting to the big the big money one, the Dibbit box room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a Dibbit vestibule. That has like a whole video thing about it. And it's got the and... second Dybbuk box too that somehow miraculously showed up. So after our episode about the Dybbuk box, I went into this room and I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Now we know, <gasps> like now I know, I know I went in with zero respect Listen to the Dybbuk box. Meanwhile, there were legit like freaked out people on our tour who were like, we're, we're fine here. Yeah. We're not going in. 
So I did not give a shit um, for the, I just went in there and I was like, this is fucking, this is some dude building this in his basement and selling it on eBay. Venice. And I'm sure, you know, whatever intentions went into it, but I went into it just thinking of it as this started as a hoax and I'm just going to continue yeah. to think of it as a hoax. However, they say nothing about that. No. In the exhibit, they still talk about Dennis. What's his nuts? Is like he discovered it. No. Oh, Kevin Manis. Kevin Manis. Sorry, Dennis the Menace. Yes. Kevin Manis. They still talk about Kevin Manis as like the one who whatever. But playing over the loudspeaker in this room, I'm telling you, it sounded like that weird. Shit. It was. It was him when from that episode in what 2017. 2018 16 16 yeah well 16 I think it, yeah it, i think it came out 16 but it must have been recorded 15 yeah because that was before he was in that article saying he made it up yeah so over the loudspeaker in the room is him with his muttering weird poem the other That's what thing it sounds is like yeah it wasn't like they didn't say this is what it is but it was just yeah. some weird shit so the other thing is as you leave uh-huh. There's an altar. There's yeah, there's um, a place where you can leave offerings. Yes. To the Dybbuk to make sure that it does not fuck your shit up. And on this offering table were people's driver's licenses. Jewelry, driver's Jewelry. licenses. There were some wedding bands. <laughs> there was all kinds <laughs> of stuff. And I was like, you know, this is from the lost and found. What is all this stuff? Who yes. gets their driver's license? Then I think, didn't they say people send stuff too? They do. Because they like mail things back. Because they feel like maybe they disrespected it. And then they're like, whoops. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is that number one fan on our tour. Sure. I was standing next to them. They took off one of their rings and left it there. Yep. 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 Nope. I looked at all that stuff and I was like, huh. And I just. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I I approach things like like that a lot because if we are gonna roll with the intention, I am just going to be like, well, my intent is to not be fucked with, right? Whether I leave something or not, like you know, whenever we go, I'm like, we leave the way we came, and everything stays the fuck here, like exactly. I will say that the the scariest part of this museum for me. Cause this is kind of like when it wrapped up. Cause like, then we had like the Natalie Wood and Titanic there's, room. There's so, so, oh, wait, so, no, so, there so, is so, one so, so, more so much stuff. There is and one there, more room that there was creepy. are legit well done jump scares. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Don't but, go <laughs> thinking that like my, you're safe at any time. <laughs> my favorite jump scare is when we're sitting in the parking lot and the security guard suddenly appears <laughs> at the side window asking if we're okay because we're sitting in there because we're facetiming our kids to say goodnight. that's exactly right <laughs> and the security guard appears at my window to be like are you guys okay and i almost shit myself so that oh my was gosh, great she yelled so loud it was great she yelled so, the security guard was laughing at how much yeah. they scared it was wonderful <laughs> um so <laughs> there was the one of the last rooms that we went into and i'm gonna look up her name hang on a minute Lee Shapiro. Lee. Lee. Lee, Lee. Shapiro. So Lee Shapiro. here's the thing. I have oh. not. So Lee Shapiro was a socialite on like the tri-state 
scene from a well-moneyed family who became she created a machine to communicate with spirits and basically she documented this with polaroid pictures writings crazy shit and you can see through these polaroids like she like just deteriorated physically yeah, broke she, like she goes through some changes for exactly sure. yeah. um and and by the time she she passed she looked almost skeletal so they have a a re a, a replica of the room Recreation. and of yeah a re yes. and and a replica of the machine that she apparently yeah. used to communicate yeah with it's the not spirits. the real one but they have a recording going exactly that's supposed to sound like it but it's not the real one which i want to make a distinction because sometimes things are played that are the real thing exactly so this is the, i mean they were like we're not even messing around with that yeah <laughs> this no. is just <laughs> so here's the thing that when you go online i found one thing online and it's a reddit uh yeah. posting asking why you can't find uh, anything basically alleged so the the in like mia our tour guide said this as well like her family was ashamed of her studies in the paranormal world and so they've kept this story under wraps as much as they could which okay i get that and the fact that they are a very wealthy family it makes sense that they would have the means and the resources to keep this offline however there has to be something out there and there's i need to go look for this yeah there is nothing i found nothing N like nothing about it there's something there's something out there's there there's something, something in a library yeah. like i might have to go to a real library but i was like elbowing you in this fucking room i was like this is a deep dive we need to i know we were like how we this, i've never heard of which this. then i tried to thing? do and i'm like the fuck um because yeah. i just want to explain the the recreation too because it's like there is a mannequin of yeah. a woman sitting in a chair facing a television screen that's like static. Yeah. And there are these like steel drums that almost look like the inside of a coffee can that have been built things around and like yes. stuff has been placed inside of them, like a tarot card or like some other sort of object. And it just sounds like it reminds me of like people who listen to the radio for like alien contact, like right. that sort of thing where she's just in this room listening to this stuff all the time. Like, becoming obsessed with it and whether it was some sort of mental health issue that went unchecked and she just became so heavily involved in the idea of this or there was some other like paranormal thing happening something was going on where she just like completely was engulfed by this thing and physically and mentally deteriorated and there just seems like Emily's saying not much to show for it readily right. on the internet but I wonder, because I used to go to like the library when I was a kid and take out all those old paranormal books. Right. I'm wondering if there's like an old time life or like some shit that has a blurb about it. I somewhere. doubt it. Her family apparently buried it. So here's the thing. There are, there are two theories. There are two theories that are out there on the interwebs about this. Mm -hmm. One, her family was so ashamed of this that they buried the fuck out of it. Two, people speculate that this was made up by Zach which I doubt because everything else in this museum, like granted the, you know, we now know the history behind the Dybbuk box. He still has it in there and has no mention of, of what's his nuts, 
you know, coming out and saying that he made it up. But there are speculations that he made up this story about Lee. However, there's also then the conflicting theories that because her family is so connected and so well-moneyed that they have buried this thing because they are ashamed of it and they don't want people to get into it and they don't want... Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, but like, when was but this? which one I mean, is it? it? Look, it was like 80s, 90s. Yeah. It looked like, you know. I mean, she was using a Polaroid. Middle, but it looked like upper middle class. It looked like upper middle class Coke party, like late 80s, early 90s. Oh, situation. most definitely. But I mean, she was a socialite. She came from money. But I'm saying like without, you know, now there's so many records of things with the internet because the internet was around for a lot of this stuff. It's a lot easier to get rid of evidence if it was never on a fucking live journal or a MySpace or a Facebook now. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm not convinced. I I need to find, <laughs> I kind of like go on a mission to find out about this shit because yeah. something about it just really struck a chord with me. Right. I don't know why. I just No, I think it's, it's fascinating. It's because for me it was because of the photographic evidence. Yeah. That you see this woman, they've got photos of her at like society events and her fancy dress and her diamonds and her pearls and all this bullshit. But yeah. then you have these personal candid polaroids that she's taking of herself and you see this physical and emotional like mental health yeah. decline and yeah, you see it visit like there's physical photographic evidence of it mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. so sad to see someone who in other pictures is so full of life and they are just they've become a shell of themselves and yeah. one of the polaroids they have was taken a few hours before her death and she is just emaciated yeah it's a very like like anorexic looking yeah photo yeah. yeah i mean that's what it reminds me of it honestly. me too it's there is there was something else going on there i'm wondering yeah, if I just, there's I an undiagnosed the mental illness but yeah if anyone listening has any details or can help us find out anything more about lee shapiro that would be wonderful because lee we shapiro are fascinating demon machine or whatever. yeah what is what does she call it i, can't I don't fucking know but it's something for communicating with demons yeah and it's just we need to know more um so yeah there's there's that there's stuff like we were saying with um natalie wood where they've caught weird things happening in the room right there's stuff from the titanic which was super cool yeah which i was really excited about telling my son about because he's a little obsessed with the titanic. um there there was like a whole circus thing that was done there's just a lot of sideshow and like weird oddity things so it's just interesting to look at that stuff too there's a whole room that is miniature circus set up that animatronic carved no yes. the hand carved one yeah yeah, yeah and had, some like, of the motors move. yeah oh my god it was amazing so cool. totally not spooky <gasps> totally not paranormal you know but, like we forgot? so cool what what did we forget the hell basement the demon house demon house yeah i thought that we just weren't there yet oh no okay. oh the other thing okay there were these there was a, a mom and a daughter on <gasps> the tour yes with us. yes yes and on the way there the mom said that she fell asleep in the car or the night before they left they were they were going for the daughter's 16th and, birthday and she said this while we were in the lobby waiting to yes. go in before yes. we knew anything about anything 
Really? Okay. Continue. And all the exhibits are not like all online. They don't no. tell you every single thing that's in the museum because there's just not enough internet for that because there's so much stuff in the museum. It has 30 fucking rooms. There's only there's so much so bandwidth. <sighs> but this mom and daughter came out from... It was her daughter's birthday. Tennessee, Alabama, somewhere. It was her her daughter's birthday (laughs) and she was of legal age to be in there and they were doing the VIP tour and then they were going to do the the nighttime tour with all of the ghosty equipment. Like that is the mom I aspire to be. Right? Um, So the mom had a dream. I think it was the night before they left. Yes. And she was dreaming about a doll named Lily. Yes. Not Peggy, not Annabelle, not Robert, not all of these dolls that we have heard of a million times. And also not a doll doll. that has been talked about on the show. Not a doll that is on their website. I've never heard about a doll named Lily. I didn't know about Lily. She mentions this to the tour guide at the beginning. Yeah. And Mia, our tour guide, was like, oh, that's we." She said that they have a doll named Lily there. Yeah. And that show her later. And you have no idea where this thing is going to be no. because there are dolls all over the place. Right. So there's this one big room that you sort of walk through. It's the final, has... like one of the final rooms. Yeah. It's like on the way out, there's a couple other things that you're going to look at. And this is sort of the room where other exhibits are off of before the end of the tour. Right. And there's this little doll in a case and there is a looped video of an SLS capture on it. Which for anyone who doesn't know that, it's like the, the stick figure dancing. In the right. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like a David Byrne video. The, like, the map. The yeah, yeah. The ghost mapper. Um, but that doll was Lily. And, and she was, knew it as soon as she saw it without even reading the thing. Yeah. It was bananas. Like yeah. this wasn't some like weird plant that they had on a tour because it no. wasn't something they talked about the whole time. She just happened to mention like, oh, I had this weird dream about a doll named Lily. And then. She got there and that doll was there. Did you see her face when she? Oh, she was like. Color was drained. No, like, like disbelief, yeah. like totally. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was weird. That was definitely weird. I'm sure it was a lot weirder for her than yeah. us too. Um, <laughs> so off of that room was one of the last things you saw. And it was about the demon house. Yes. Where was the demon house? Let me look it up. Hold, please. Surely. But this house was supported to have a demonic presence. Zach had been to the house. Um, he'd had experiences there. And they ended up tearing the house down. Yes. So the house doesn't exist anymore. It was he in Indiana. Took- Indiana. Took the staircase and portions of the basement out of this house and moved it to the museum to give it its own right. exhibit. So here's the thing about this house. This is something that there is actually evidence recorded by officials. It's not just yeah. people going in there with a the ghost box and, you know, a rampart. No, it reminded me of the Warren story from Bridgeport. Exactly. The house there where the cops were there and they were like, no, dude, we're right. getting the hell out of here. Like, yeah, it reminded me very much of that story. So local police department and social services within the area were convinced the house was in some way haunted. So they had actually a video 
um, with an interview before we went in, like talking about this stuff, one of the people they interviewed was actually a social worker who was working with the family. One of the children was brought in for an, a psychiatric evaluation because of their, odd, <laughs> I don't know if it odd even covers it, behavior. Yeah. She witnessed this child crawling up a wall crawling up a wall yeah, it was not she, little stuff no and she witnessed it with other people who were officials and it fucked her up so much that she quit yeah and she is yeah. no lot and she's like i am still traumatized i am still in therapy i will never understand what i saw but she quit her job um yeah, so it is the staircase that led down to the basement. It's got the dirt from the basement in there, yep. as you do. And, I mean, apparently- and if you follow any of the stuff that we talk about or you're familiar with stone tape theory or the idea that, right. I mean, this is the point. This is why he has all of this stuff because right. he very much believes in the stone tape theory and how energy and things that happen, events and, and feelings are recorded in the earth and in stone and in the things around them. Right. Exactly. And we believe in that shit. You know, there are things that I can't explain. And my skeptic brain is just like, that's silly. And it doesn't make any sense. But I have had experiences that counter that skeptical logic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe it is possible for things and feelings and happenings to get recorded, which is why we feel that residual hauntings are a thing Mm -hmm. because it is like that energy and that thing playing back again Mm -hmm. even though it sounds bananas it's i know (laughs) but there's so many things that we do not understand so in summary to conclude we've got dolls we've got clowns we've got pistols skeletons We've got actual skeletons. There's like lots of skulls throughout the place too. It's not yeah. just those two dead people hanging out there. There's a bunch. Yeah. Um, there's a fetal head in a jar. There <sighs> are exhibits of torture that nobody needs to see or know exists. Uh, yeah. There's the Dybbuk box. There's a mummified head. There are a few dolls of differing levels of haunting and possession. Uh, did we walk through that? room with peggy and say hi peggy my peggy yes yeah, we, did. we did and you know what happened i said hi hello peggy and then i walked by and i said goodbye and then i realized i said hi peggy again and then i very quickly went bye peggy because i don't want to open it and not close it again <laughs> don't come up with me peggy just in case just in case it's like knocking on wood yeah, maybe I don't really think in my higher brain, but you know, I will definitely be like, <laughs> knock on wood, okay. Right. Throw the salt over my shoulder when exactly. I exactly. Um, yeah, man, there's so much stuff there, and we totally recommend going. Um, if you're close by, if you're going to be in Vegas, if you want to make an excursion overnight for like 24 hours, like we did, do it. It's a good time. And the other thing you can do. You can get Sonic. You can eat at Sonic after you go to the museum. Listen, listen. (laughs) I Sonic has the good ice, first of all. Yeah. They have the good ice. They have Texas toast for all of their grilled cheeses. I used to live in North Carolina and Nashville. And that place was my fucking 
jam because also they bring it to your car. So, and it's like a guilt-free way to have like a car meal because I still go have car picnics by myself. Um, but Joy graciously went twice in the space of 12 hours for me. I did. But it, I mean, I grew up in a place where I saw Sonic commercials for, I don't know, a couple of decades yeah, at least and never saw a Sonic. I so mean, it's it the same just, thing here in LA. Our closest one is an hour away and they keep having commercials and I'm like, I fucking hate you. Why are you doing yeah, this? Yeah, I never saw one. So for me to eat at Sonic twice in two different locations in a short period of time was fine because I felt like I was cracking a code to something. It was like, right. Those cheesy tater tots. But the good, like I got an extra cup of the good ice both times. Oh my God. I thought, I, listen, they have a cake vending machine Oh, yes. Carlos Bakery has a cake vending machine in the Flamingo Hotel where we stayed. I got a giant slice of cake. You picked it up and ate it like an apple. I did. I just picked <laughs> it up with my hand, my bare hands because they were out of forks and I went. It was delicious. Whatever, man. It was good. It we was had real a great good. time. We had a short but great time. We did. Um, it was really good to see all that stuff. I stand by the things that I skipped. I feel zero regrets. And yep. I'm sure anyone dressed up like a clown is happy that I didn't punch them in the face. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum, uh, 10 out of 10, recommend, would go again. Yes. And yeah. I, you know, like I stated at the beginning, I do have my own personal feelings towards Bagans. However, this museum was really well done. It wasn't like a Ripley's the tour guide was amazing. It was a two hour long tour. They need yeah. to work on their air conditioning situation. That's the main thing. But sure. it was a really well done museum. And I was really impressed at the at, at the layout, the way the displays were done, the different rooms. Um, I was like the team that he got in place to put this thing together. He didn't half-ass it. Um, and so I was, yeah, from from an entertainment and, like, branding perspective, it was really good. I will say the following as precautionary. One, accessibility is limited. It is an up-and-down, stand-up, basically, the whole time situation. There's so. also very limited mobility space for wheelchairs and other things within some of these exhibit rooms there's tight yeah. turns yeah you know it's a lot of standing room only it's yeah. a lot of being on your feet for really like two hours it's right no joke and they say it i mean it's not they're not hiding anything they tell you this is a long time that you're going to be in here um so there's that if you are claustrophobic you might not want to go because right. there's definitely some spots if you're you know uncomfortable with strangers you might not want to go I'm not trying to deter anybody, but I also don't want you to make the trip over there and then be uncomfortable and have a fucking panic attack because there are certain things that will definitely like trigger people who have problems with claustrophobia and that sort of thing. Yes. Um, if you're nervous about ghosts coming home with you or bad juju or anything, you might not want to do it because there's a lot of stuff in there that's real sensitive. And if you're not a cold-hearted emotionless capricorn like myself exactly you really might be uncomfortable and be sad and and um be affected by some of that stuff 
for a long time after. So yeah. it's spooky. It's not just ghost spooky. There are spooky things that other humans do to other humans. Right. Exactly. Um, so I just, I want to put that out there. It's yeah. not just ghosts. It's true crime. It's the worst of true crime. Mm-hmm. That being said, <laughs> if you love true crime, <laughs> you want to go there too. Right. So good time for us weirdos. It's Yeah. Yeah. And we also chose to go to Vegas on Memorial Day weekend. Listen, we, we didn't choose to. It was not our first choice, but we right. had scheduling conflicts and uh, pregnancy conflicts and work conflicts and Father's Day conflicts. So we originally wanted to do two days and hang out, but we ended up going for one overnight on Memorial Day. And I drove a lot and it oh, felt God. great. 10 out of 10 would do it again, especially with Joy as the driver. Um, Yes. And I'm still sorry that I slept for like three quarters of the way home, which ended up being a five hour. Friends, listen, Emily would fall asleep, not meaning to. And the first thing she would do was like rouse herself and go, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the first thing she did was apologize. I'm like, you don't have to apologize for falling asleep. I am totally fine. Yeah. I have driven a lot in my life and tattooing has like really honed in my skill of shutting off my other bodily functions. Yes. So that I can just do what I need to do. Exactly. For like five hours without stopping. Well, I appreciate you and I appreciate you. Very time. safe driving skills. Yeah. Well, this was a really fucking epic. It was. Um, if you guys have any, if anyone has any questions, specific uh, questions about exhibits at the museum or stuff that we saw, please let us know because it's really hard to remember and go into detail about right. all of the things. So if there's something that you want to ask, uh, if, if my old brain remembers, I will tell you. <laughs> wait, so Joy, wait, hang on a minute. I've got one more thing. Yes. What are you grateful for? Oh shit. Um I am really grateful for my kid. He had a field trip yesterday. So I went on the field trip with not just his class, but the entire first grade. Jesus. And the parents all ran different activity stations. So I did the egg relay race. (gasps) So I basically just shouted at a bunch of kids for a while. That's, ama- that's my dream <laughs> about how to do it. And they're all like six and seven. You know? I love it. It's like they're super cute. And it was really nice to see their kids in his class. And it was very funny when they finally were like, wait, you're Enzo's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Don't mess with my kid. Um, no, I didn't say that. I said it with my mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to be able to go on a field trip and see all the other kids that he plays with. And just, I don't know, hang out all day. It was cool. So I love that. that I got a chance to do that. I love that. Yeah. What about you? <sighs> okay. It's also kid related. Okay. It feels like a small parenting victory. Oh. A kid came home yesterday. She's at summer camp right now. It's uh-huh. at her school. But it's open to like any kids who want it. You don't have to be a student of the school to go. She came home and told us that a little boy in one of the other camp classes came up to her while they were at the pool and told her she was fat. (gasps) And that kid is five. 
No, no. And she knew we talk a lot about words that are unkind. We talk a lot about not talking about people's bodies. We talk a lot about everyone is everyone is made differently. And the fact that a, a, a kid decided to come up to my five-year-old and do this. No. And she's like, I mean, whatever. Like she's a per- She's she's a healthy kid. A kid is like a hundred and ten. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. matter. You don't say that. Our kid knew well enough to immediately go to the teacher, and also she laughed at this kid and said, "You're dumb," <laughs> and she went straight to the teacher and told them. Oh man! And so that it's sad that this kid did that, and that that's a part of their vocabulary, and that. It's, it's sad a, that that's what they're seeing modeled at home. And it's not just that. It's that they know that it is a word that hurts. They're using it to be hurtful. But it was a parenting. It was a parent. It was one of those, oh, we might be doing something right, that our kid immediately, instead of feeling immediate shame about her body, that we have in, that we have done something in our parenting with her that she knew that this kid was an asshole and that went straight to the it, teacher and yeah and that it wasn't something it was not a a shortcoming of hers it was not a detriment no. to anything any reflection on her yeah which is so important because i remember very clearly being six years old in my bathing suit thinking i was fat right I know that feeling and it makes me so angry when I see kids do that to other kids. Right. So good job. I'm really proud of her. No, I'm just really proud of her. Uh, Good job. You good job. her. Good job all around. And that she knew that (sighs) she could say something to the teacher. So she's in a place where she feels comfortable saying things to the adult that's in charge. That's also huge. Yeah. My son. Let me tell you. Yeah, my child did this the last over the weekend. All of a sudden, he's in the bathroom, and I hear, "Ow, mom!" <laughs> he's like yelling that he's hurt himself. Like, what is going on? So I go in. His finger is bleeding. His thumb is bleeding. Not his finger. His thumb is bleeding. And I was like, "What happened?" And he was like, "I picked up a razor because." No! And I was like, "What?" He's <laughs> like, "I I need a band aid because." My arm hair is too long and oh, I honey. needed to, and I like, I don't know, because I used to freak out about my arm hair when I Same. was younger Same. and it hit some nerve in me that I was like, there's nothing who told you there was like, right. <laughs> it felt like this like freak out happened in my brain. And I was just like, who told you your arm hair was too cool? Who said something about it? there's nothing right? There's no reason that you have to do anything to your body. Everything is perfect. You're fine. Listen, people, listeners, let's let's make let's make a promise to each other right now and a commitment to raise a generation of non-assholes, of compassionate kids who are kind. All bodies. Good. Bodies. Let's, yeah. All of them. Okay, so send us your stories. We want your yeah. stories. Send us emails just to say hi. We love that also, too. Like we're winding the season down. Yeah, 
we are still going to be doing stuff over the summer and recording, but we are going to be winding down new releases real soon. And then we will be back after summer break for October, just like always. Happy Halloween, new residual yep. season. Um, but we're winding down. So if you have anything time sensitive that you would like an answer to, let us know. Uh, if there's anything that you want us to follow up on, let us know. Uh, if you have Scaramel, you want to shoot us. I fucking love Scaramel. Creepy kids, weird dreams, um, coincidences yeah, that could be a glitch. All of that shit. But yeah, season three, winding down. Yeah. Winding down. Can't believe we're at season three. I what can't believe it came out of my mouth and I was like, Joy, you're wrong. Say what? What? Uh, I am well, significantly older than when we started. Whatever, man. Your bangs look amazing and you're still hot. You haven't oh, aged. Thanks. Um, and <laughs> until right. next time. Until next time, stage yourself, Buzz. And don't be afraid of the dark. I will. See you later. Happy Pride. Bye. Happy Pride. Bye. Someone get a picture of Nicholas Cage. <laughs>